Hello there, and welcome to the American Folklore and Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about everything from folklore to tall tales, ghosts, hauntings, and everything paranormal. Thank you for joining me as we kick off Season 2 about talking about one of the most popular cryptids in American history. In fact, one of the most, if not the most popular cryptid in all of North America. None other than the Sasquatch also known as Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, the Wood Booger. There are so many names for this creature, depending on what region you're from. But what we can say about Bigfoot is that he has weaved his way into the American psyche. He's well within our pop culture. Whether he's selling beef jerky on TV and movies with shadow cutouts that you can see along the side of the roads. And even the thought when you go hiking alone in the woods that you could possibly be stalked by a Bigfoot. But as much as Bigfoot plays into the American psyche, what do we know of Bigfoot? He's commonly described as an ape-like or possibly a Neanderthal wild man-like creature being anywhere from 6 feet to, to some reports, 15 feet tall, usually with long brown hair, sometimes black, sometimes red, could be male or female, extremely muscular, violent, and strong, as the common description goes. But what do we really know of Bigfoot? Nobody really knows. There's never been a body found. Bigfoot is the grand champion of hide-and-seek. Now, there are many theories about who Bigfoot is. One of them is, as I said before, is uh, as some sort of primate, maybe undocumented North American gorilla or some leftover from uh, prehistoric times. Others have suggested that perhaps it's a government experiment, an interdimensional creature, or something left behind by extraterrestrials. As time goes along, Bigfoot evolves with that time and how he's approached. But one thing is for sure that Bigfoot has been around for a long time, long before settlers ever came to North America. In fact, many indigenous cultures have reported wild men uh, that they have encountered in the woods and out in the wilds, sometimes stealing that which they are trying to hunt or even attacking some of their own encampments. Some of the earliest stories that we have of Bigfoot by white settlers is that of a Jesuit priest in Louisiana which talked about a hairy wild man-like creature that would come in and steal the livestock. So what I have for you today is a handful of stories of some early encounters with Bigfoot, including one, a second-hand story told by a former U.S. president. We'll start off in 1924. In an incident that is now known as the Ape Canyon Incident, which was originally an unnamed gorge along the side of Mount St. Helen, a group of gold prospectors claimed that their cabin was attacked by what they call multiple gorilla men. Supposedly, what started this 
is one of the prospectors named Fred Beck allegedly shot at one of the Sasquatches during the day, which seemed to have prompted the Bigfoot to gather many of his kin and look for revenge as the sun settles. As nightfall came, the creatures came and attacked the miner's cabin, pelting the cabin with rocks and boulders and trying to break into the cabin. They were almost successful if it wasn't for the fact that it got shot by one of the miners. The miners did wind up surviving the onslaught. As the sun rose, the creatures retreated back into the woods. Beck went out and got the U.S. Forest Service Rangers. But when they came back, there was no evidence of the attack at all. There was no blood, no body. And from my understanding, the rangers were not impressed with the rocks that surrounded the cabin. But needless to this day, the incident was so popular that they named the gorge Ape Canyon because of what happened. But we stay into the year of 1844. There was another incident in the Toba Inlet in British Columbia, Canada. A prospector named Albert Osman claimed that he spent about a week with the Bigfoot family. According to him, he was camping alone when he was scooped up in the middle of the night sleeping in the sleeping bag by what he would dub as Papa Bigfoot. He was taken to their home, their, wherever they lived, and uh, essentially met Mama Bigfoot and uh, two young Bigfoot's feet. Not sure how you would say that. Supposedly, he was held there captive until one day Papa Bigfoot decided to get curious about Albert's chew. Took some of the chew, ate it, swallowed it. And if you've ever had the unfortunate experience of doing so, you would understand this. The Bigfoot got quite ill from it. According to Albert, that's when he took the chance to escape. And he was able to escape unharmed and never ever saw another Bigfoot ever again. There were several decades later when he wound up telling the story. And needless to say, he was scrutinized and people thought he was delirious. Probably one of the most biggest if not one of the most famous Bigfoot sightings of all time, is that of the Patterson-Gimley film, uh, which was filmed in 1967 in Northern California. Uh, you have no doubt probably have seen pictures or even the video of this of a female Bigfoot walking in an opening among the woods, and the Bigfoot turns and looks at the men or the camera and then just nonchalantly just keeps on going about her business now a lot of this has caused a lot of controversy uh, many people had said that the gentleman had faked this and it was a gorilla suit while others stood by the side and saying this was a real Bigfoot the gentlemen have always stuck by the story and never really had made much money from any of this and so to this day it is hotly debated whether it is a real footage or not at the bottom of the 
or into the description, I should say, will be a link to a podcast known as Astonishing Legends, if you've never heard of it. They did an extensive studying, research, and interviews of experts in dealing with if this could be a possible hoax or a possible real thing. If you're really into Bigfoot, I think you would like this. It's eight hours worth of podcast time dedicated to the Patterson-Gimley film. Now, unfortunately, sometimes not all sightings of Bigfoot are real. Many people take advantage of people's excitement on the search for the truth of who or what is a Sasquatch. And unfortunately, in 2008, two men, Rick Dyer and Matthew Witten, claimed to have possessed a frozen body of a Bigfoot specimen. They claimed they found it while hiking in the woods in northern Georgia. Now, this story did make headlines, but it turned out the body was nothing more than a gorilla suit. And later, Rick Dyer was in the news again in 2012 when he claimed to have shot another Bigfoot outside of San Antonio, Texas. He actually took this quote-unquote second Bigfoot on tour in 2014 and actually charged people to see it. Afterwards, he was exposed and admitted that the Bigfoot was a fake, and that was uh, exposed by the San Antonio Express News at that time. But, does that disclaim Bigfoot? Absolutely not. In fact, this last story is kind of one of the most interesting stories I think I've ever heard of a Bigfoot. Now, the term Bigfoot didn't really get coined as being called Bigfoot until the 1950s but there is a story that the former US President Theodore Roosevelt uh, told as a secondhand account not one that he at least claimed he saw himself for those of you who don't know Teddy Roosevelt was quite the outdoorsman a hunter in fact he's the reason why we have national parks and conservation the conservation movement and stuff like that because uh, of his passion for the outdoors. Uh, he was an avid uh, bear hunter, and in fact, in one of his, in his memoir, I believe called The Wilderness Hunter, which was published in 1892, long before he became president of the United States. But he tells a story about a man he uh, went hunting with in what was at the time the Montana Territory named uh, Bowman, who was an expert hunter, bushman, uh, scout, and, and guide, and was a guide to Roosevelt while they were out doing trapping and some bear hunting and some other stuff. Uh, he recalls the story around a campfire where... Bowman, in his younger days, were out trapping with a friend, and they had set up camp, and went off exploring. When they come back to the camp, they had found their campsite to have been trashed. They naturally assumed that the culprit was a bear, which would not have been unusual, then or even now. 
One thing they found very interesting is when they looked at the tracks, this creature had been walking on two feet. Now bears can stand on their feet, two, their hind feet, for a short amount of time, but can't really walk that far on their two legs comfortably for more than just a few seconds at a time outside of highly trained circus bears. Well, needless to say, as Bauman told Roosevelt the story, that that night they were awakened by noises of what appeared to be a massive creature lurking in the darkness. They had fired their guns, and the creature ran off. The next day, they went to check the traps, and when they had returned, as before, the campsite had been totally demolished. During the night, the creature menaced them again. While it wouldn't come near the fire, it did make a huge racket in the surrounding woods, which is a common uh, experience that people have had with Bigfoot. is strange noises, grunting, growling, rock throwing, and a phenomenon known as knocking, which is most likely taking wood and smashing it up against a tree. So the men decided that they've had enough. They're going to cut their trip short. And Bowman went off alone to collect some of the remaining traps and returned several hours later to an unspeakable and horrible scene. He found his partner had been killed, apparently flung around the campsite by something strong and powerful. His head, or I should say his neck, had been broken and had been bitten with four large puncture wounds in the neck, but the body was still intact. It wasn't torn apart, it wasn't eaten. Bowman left the traps and the supplies behind and just hightailed it out of the mountains as fast as he could. Now, the creature was never described as a Bigfoot or a monster, but the descriptions of Bowman's story to President Roosevelt were very common for Bigfoot sightings. Now, me personally, I'm not sure if I'd ever want to run into a Bigfoot, seeing how, for most cases, the experience seems to be terrifying. Although, if you are interested in people's Sasquatch stories, I'll also have a link down below for another podcast called The Sasquatch Chronicles, where people call in and tell their eyewitness accounts in dealing with uh, Bigfoot and even other cryptids. I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. He's been around for a long time and several hundred episodes. Otherwise, thank you for joining me in this opening for Season 2 of the American Folklore and Paranormal Podcast. Your patronage is is always uh, near and dear to me. So just hit the like button, share, and subscribe. Until next time, just be careful when you walk in the woods. Thank mm-hmm. you.